You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. So, welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15th side. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner, and we're the 24th side. All right. Well, welcome to the Rusted Nail. Shh. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana, where we record the podcast. So I've got to tell you guys, um, so our good friend Larry Reedy has a podcast out called Larry Reed is America. Yep. And so I went over to help him do his thing. He's got an awesome setup when he gets a hold of you guys to record do it. It's a blast. Uh, the first thing he asked me, he goes, well, we're going to talk about all your entrepreneurship and your businesses and things. And uh, so what are the hours for the Rusted Nail Speakeasy? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Larry, it's a private club. <laughs> and the hours vary. And the hours vary. So, uh, but he's got a great little podcast. What he's doing is interviewing different folks in different walks of life uh, and talking about, you know, he starts out by what you thought you were going to be growing up, what you ended up being now, and, you know, how – how things have changed in your life and it's pretty good pretty good so uh, yeah so i've been listening so yeah yeah, it's, it's, yeah. unfortunately what, what is so cool about larry he's 83 and says and he's just that kind of guy he's been that kind of guy his whole life he says you know this podcast thing's pretty cool i think i'll do it yeah yes yeah, so he, he didn't skimp on his equipment he's got good he, he messaged me about some equipment uh he got the equivalent to what i've got with a different brand name uh, it's the same stuff that Two Shots in a Barrel have, and he got good microphones, and he has it set up in the barn, and it's, it's and it, a it, nice setup. And it was no waste of time. No. Because it was like, no. what, two weeks probably? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're doing it now, but, I mean, that's got him where, that got him where he is today. Yeah, that's just what, that's the you way know, it is. Right, yeah. that's, that's the entrepreneur and the business is just you seize an opportunity and you go. Right. So a couple of things have happened here. Uh, Hurricane smacked florida pretty hard right. um so my mom and dad had a place in fort myers you'll notice i said past tense uh, um, I, was gonna say, I guess you heard well we haven't personally seen it i'm supposed to fly down whenever it calms down and we can get uh electric down there and all that kind of stuff they're still cleaning up but that park that their place is in had seven feet of water in it right. so their uh home is um trailer type deal with a florida home on it which is ground level uh so you can do the math there yeah in fact uh, they had talked to somebody that has a house that's on stilts stilts were up five feet uh you got about a foot of the band board uh so there's st- about a foot of mud in their front door or, so that, there's your seven feet oh wow yeah, yeah. and so you, but you know your mom and dad are up here su- uh, exactly. summer doing they're still doing their Safe summer sound, thing yeah. so they hadn't been back down there but yeah that's what my mom keeps telling my dad you know my dad's like he can't he hates winter he hates absolutely it. hates winter <laughs> yeah every time i see him that topic comes so they've up. had that place for 23 years so it's 
It's uh, we'll see what happens. I think if it gets below seventy up here, he's ready to head south. He is. He is. So, uh, so there's, you know, they're fortunate. They're up here. There's a lot of people that lost their place that live down there. And I'm going to tell you, there's right now they're saying a hundred and some people. I think have perished. I'm going to tell you that I think when it's all said and done, it's going to be ten times that amount. I think there's thousands. There's thousand people that died down there. People stayed. And they're not accounted for yet. Right. Um, I, I think it's it's going to be it's it's the worst flood since thirty five. That's what the flood, or worst hurricane since thirty five. That's the hurricane that took out the railroad in the Keys. Yeah. Um, and killed so many people. But this one, uh, I think, when it's all said and done, is going to be the deadliest. Well, and you know, again, so you talk about thirty five. What's the ch- difference in population? population. It's just exactly. amazing. So you're going to have that so Sanibel, which we always we vacation in Cape Coral and go to Sanibel, and I mean it's gone yeah. most of the stuff you can't even get there I mean the bridge is gone I think they're actually working on getting it temporarily rebuilt because that's the only way to get out there Sanibel Island and the bridge is gone yeah, so they said somebody said they, there was a boat going to shuttle people back and forth to get to their houses to get them supplies and take care of stuff or whatever get their stuff yeah so it's gonna be and i mean flooding went all the way over to daytona they showed the daytona speedway and it had full full of water (laughs) it was like the daytona lake right Uh, 75 i-75 was shut down because there was so much water on it it just um it's horrible so thoughts and prayers are with everybody down there and families down there as well but it brings up uh, a couple things um so, uh, Carrig, if you're listening, this may get a little political, may not. Depends how you see it. Um, so, several weeks prior, um, the governor of California in the state of California declared that what year? In 20, 2035, they're going to ban. All, all cars had to be electric. They're banning all fossil fuel cars by 2035. Well, it's not just cars. It's everything. Well, they already have a ban. You, you can't fire up a weed eater there now. Right. Yeah. So, and then the that, next that was day? just hold on, just hold on. That's pretty shocking in itself. Uh, the very next day or a couple of days later, they weren't allowed to plug the electric cars in because the grid was overloaded. So, uh, that that's just let that sink in for a moment, and then imagine. Uh, so, all this relief effort going on in Florida, the electric grid's down. There's no electric whatsoever. Right. So let's imagine that you're going to switch everything in this country, like some people want to do. To electric how long would it take to get things built back in florida when you have no electric grid there well and how are you gonna who, what's gonna do it i mean how many i mean they showed the yep. line of power trucks going down there to repair poles and put new lines in and get the electric done could you imagine let's say they are all there okay you've made all your power trucks electric okay so the batteries are running dead well how long does it take to recharge a truck so you're gonna need three times the amount of vehicles yep. because those guys bless their hearts <laughs> are working pretty much round the clock oh, i, I mean i just saw a picture today they have hammocks between they have the power yeah boom trucks there they have hammocks between the trucks and they're sleeping in hammocks. yeah you got to give it to those guys i mean yeah. you, you talk about uh emergency workers and first responders when it comes to these kind of situations these guys that do this electrical work and getting people back up powered up are just phenomenal right. i mean so i'm going to take it a step further so there are electric vehicles down there now. So I obviously lived in the Florida Keys for many years. 
Uh, and one of the big issues down there is salt in the air, salt water, period. So now in Florida, you have electric cars that were subject to floodwaters with salt and uh, the hurricane gale force winds with salt water in them and electric cars are catching on fire. Yeah. So those people that don't know salt and electric are not a good combination. Right. Salt water is salt water salt, are very corrosive. Very corrosive. So, you know, it's just I'm a I'm a I'm a all in guy on this stuff but it, this is ridiculous when people just think you can flip a switch and, yeah there, there's and, and, no pl- and, there's been yeah. no plan whatsoever put right. forward other than spend the, te- money. the technology right. is decades away to, yes. to, to to talk about what they're trying to do in you know like the next six months or yeah. the next five years so as you know my company we do a lot of auto dealerships and all of the auto dealerships their parent organization, whether it's Porsche, Hyundai, Toyota, all of them say you have to have X amount of chargers for future use. That's part of their deal. That right. They got to do it. The problem is we can't install them because the electric grid is not powerful enough for them. So you're going to put, you think you're going to switch everything to electric. You can't even get enough chargers in, in a dealerships. Dealer. And you think you're going to get enough in homes to charge cars? Well, we were talking today. Imagine, you know, you go on, you guys went on vacation. You go on vacation. You go to stay in a hotel, decent sized hotel. How many parking spots are there? 150, 200, probably. So let's say, yeah. you know, let's say 200. Yeah. So you got 200 charging stations. Can that, and that's just one hotel. Just one so hotel. Go to a tourist town where there's a hotel side by side. Gallenberg. Yeah. Is the grid there? <laughs> Can the grid there handle two hundred times two hundred times two hundred just right down Absolutely the street? No, not. it's just crazy. The grid can't even handle in single-family homes. Right. So it's, let me ask a question because I don't know. So, so the the best electric vehicle. What's the range on it? So I don't know the answer, but here's the other thing that I do know that I've read about is the range on the electric vehicle is one thing during this time of the year. Yeah. In the winter times, it's, it's probably totally half different. of it. Yeah. Right. Because so, you the got re- so the reason I asked the question is, so you've got people, the people the, 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 the people that were smart enough to get in their vehicles and head north away from this hurricane, how, how, how far can they go before they have to stop have a to charge? charge? As opposed to stopping and getting gas, which takes you 10 minutes off the exit, right? right? Well, you I, can I, get if, if the probably three to four hundred miles to put it in a hundred because depending on the car but let's say so you are at the bottom i don't know how long is florida from the bottom to the top of your miami oh it's a lot let's say you're let's say you're midway one charge should get you out of florida if it was a straight drive right. no non-stop traffic but you everyone saw the pictures right. it's four lanes stop traffic you're sitting out there for hours you're stuck but it's like everything and, and i had i had lunch with a guy today who who vacations florida a lot and he has family that live in florida we talked about this talked about his family was in tampa which the hurricane was originally targeting you know, yeah they were calling to it to hit tampa and they got out and they got out early because you know, if you hang around, even if you leave, if you hang around too long, you're going to have to go to Tennessee by the time you right. find some place right. to stay. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. because you're the you know because everybody's the, rolling exactly. over you looking for a place. to Early live. bird gets the worm, yep. right? So, yes. So it's just it's a conundrum because there's no plan whatsoever. So 
people that think electric's the answer. So I want to ask those people, what generates the electric? Yeah. Well, what they want it to be is solar and wind, but what, the, 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 <laughs> immense, yeah. the immense amount of solar panels and wind and windmills you would have to have yes. and then those are weather dependent exactly yes right it's it's you know it, when you run the numbers it just it's it, it it's it's physics it can't it can't work the the land mass needed there was a gentleman uh, someone podcast i was listening to he was he did the math on it and it was the land mass needed is just beyond what we can handle you, you would take up too much space that's needed for other stuff right. just to try to put right. enough of these panels in right. to generate the same amount and of it's, electricity. it's not only that. So from a construction standpoint, uh, when we build any building, uh, you have watershed caused by the building. So, yeah. The watershed on panels is just nuts. Right. It's crazy. You have a field of electric panels. You've changed the entire contour of where the watershed goes. Yep. Uh, and, and, and then let's talk about end of life for solar panels and the batteries. The, that's hazardous waste right that's you know that's billions of tons you're talking about of hazardous waste solar panels and the wind turbines and the, wind the props and the wind turbines you, you see pictures of junk places it's thousands of turbines being covered Buried. over with dirt why right. because that doesn't decompose well, i have heard there is a company now that is supposedly made a recycling to be able to recycle them but are they going to handle them all i mean one where you know, and I haven't looked at it for sure, but I saw that that's well, supposed and to be I guess, coming. I guess the thing, too, is this early in that industry, and you're seeing that happen. Right. I right. mean, where does this go? Right. So, so I, I mean, I've said it before. You know, um, um, you know, I think the ultimate solution is nuclear and getting back to nuclear. But unfortunately, that, that's a big political boogaboo too so yeah. and it is because people think of three mile island in chernobyl which was right. 30 years ago so let's even take electric cars 30 years ago versus now the advancements in technology right. oh yeah the same thing has happened to nuclear so mike rowe's latest podcast some people may not like mike rowe but he's got a guy on there that's a democrat for all our other listeners <laughs> that probably came out wrong uh, and was pro-electric and thought electric was the way to go but he's a very smart man did a bunch of research right. and he came he ran back, the numbers he ran the numbers came back and said this is crazy we haven't done electric is not the way to go yeah. uh, there's stopgap methods which we can use which include natural gas uh, and that nuclear uh, hydrogen everybody talks hydrogen as well but hydrogen he believes hydrogen is not the answer. He believes nuclear is because with a very little piece of nuclear energy, you can propel right. far distances. Well, and it's changed so much. Well, I mean, our our military has been driving nuclear subs and nuclear ships around the world for decades now. Right. right. And and they do a pretty good job, right. and it's been pretty safe. Right. Too, it's pretty so. efficient. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the electric way is just. You know, it's just definitely not the way. But right now, the problem is it's politics and money is driving all of this along. It's not about it's not about a fix or a final fix. It's it is simply right now. It's power, control, and money. And so the other thing this gentleman said, and he's a very smart guy, uh, and he's from California. Actually, ran for governor of California. Um, so we're always wondering why we're shipping oil overseas and then buying oil 
from overseas at the same time. Makes no sense, does it? Well, our refineries don't refine the oil the way we need it refined for us to use in vehicles. They do overseas. So we're sending oil overseas, then we're buying oil overseas to bring back here. Because the majority, I'm not say all, the majority of the refineries don't refine. And we kind of talked about it earlier, we think it's probably because there's some right. re- regulatory regulatory thing against for upgrading them or for right. building new refine new up, updated refineries right. to i would imagine to i would imagine the regulation hurdle that you would have to to start up a new refinery in this country is just unbelievable. oh yeah unbelievable well i, I yeah. think what needs to be done the ones that are here need to be retrofitted but it's 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 I can make money now sending it overseas. Right. Well, but even though if you retrofit, it's kind of like a building in your house. If you don't pull the drywall down, you don't have to up the code, but as soon as you do, you do. So are right. you retrofitting? Oh, well, now you've got to bring your whole refinery up to code. Right. So, I'm sure that's exactly right. Right. I mean, we talked about when we were talking earlier, lead, I think during the Obama administration, the last lead smelting plant was shut down that was in the United States. That was a great thing that was celebrated. Have we stopped using lead? No. No, in fact, a couple fishermen in a walleye tournament yeah. stuffed their fish with <laughs> lead, lead weights. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, have we stopped using lead in this country? No. 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 We're just buying it somewhere else. So it's so evil and so harmful as long as it's not happening to us. But we don't have a problem buying it some from, from somewhere else where it is happening. So it's just too, it, they're hypocritical of banning it or stopping it here where the process is probably a whole lot more environmentally worse than than we would do it here well yeah at our worst or at our i guess our best worst whatever at our worst is probably still a hundred times better than their best well it's it's like our coal plants our coal plants burn so much cleaner than uh, coal plants elsewhere around the world who you know china's still building coal plants left and right and and the coal plants were shutting shutting down burn coal way cleaner than anything china's building so let's talk about lithium mines i mean we're talking batteries oh yeah let's talk about how lithium is mined and where it's mined it's strip mine yeah it's ugly it's ugly 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 dig big holes in the ground do we need to do something yes but we need to look at the set down look at the correct way and not use a quick this is what i think we should do without checking your facts seeing what's out there seeing what's going to cost cost is a big thing the world's not going to end in 12 years or whatever i mean it was already well it was already ended in 2000 yeah Yeah. Yeah. al gore told we were in 2000 we were going to die so that's not going to happen so everybody needs to sit back get a game plan work together well, the problem, and I see this in the automotive world, in 20 years, if the technology keeps increasing as it is, the average person, I don't know how you're, I don't know how you're going to afford a car. So let's talk about the auto industry. So this started at the Super Bowl. Every auto ad in the Super yes. Bowl, every single auto ad in the Super Bowl was about electric cars. Yep. Every single one. Every auto ad you see during NFL primetime football now, nothing but for electric cars. You don't have a place to charge these cars. Nope. And heaven forbid you have to change the batteries in the car. Well, and even today there was an article from Toyota is bashing California that they, they're telling them there's no way this is possible. They're going to be able to do this. And, I mean, this is the major car maker in the world telling them you can't right. – this isn't going to happen. You can't get it done. So, you know, who are we going to believe, the politician or the car maker who's been building cars for an awful long time? Toyota, pretty innovative 
company. Right. Very, yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're the ones that, quite honestly, to me, had to right. came out with the the first viable sure. uh, uh, hybrid, the Prius. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, and it still is. But when that battery goes dead in that Prius, I mean, it's I. Thirteen thousand dollars or something in a Prius. It's to change not too bad for you. Well, the other thing with well, the nice thing with them is you can go in and you can change plates in them. You don't have to change a whole set. And there's people. There's enough Priuses now. You can buy rebuilds and stuff. But either way, it's still very expensive. But yes, the Prius was probably it probably still is the best hybrid out there. There, I, we work on a customers. I think they're going on three hundred thousand miles on the car, and or they're trying to reach three hundred. They're real close to. Not, three or notice we said hybrid. Yes, yes. That is right. a my idea. That is more of a of a cure or a stop a stop, stop good stop gap, gap yeah. to get us to right. the next technology. Right. Right. I'm disagreeing. I still think hydrogen has a place. I think that might be another stopgap. Maybe not. That's not the cure, but maybe that's the ten years after the hybrid is done. That'll get us ten more years until the technology is better. But it's just getting to the point where, I mean, I'm putting it. There's a gentleman's car in right now. It needs a headlight. The headlight assembly, no bulb, no modules on it. How much do you think just the headlight assembly? What you can see, pretty much. How much do you think it is? I'm not and it's even in a venture. Yes, it's an Audi. I think. That's- Five six hundred bucks. I'm still, I'm yeah. still trying to. I'll say seven fifty. What what brand? Audi. Oh. I think it's an Audi. Yeah, I'd say I'd say seven hundred dollars. Seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my god! No headlight bulb, and there's two modules on it that yeah, got to be bought crazy. too. That's one headlight. That's one side of the car. <laughs> so hit hit a wall. You got four thousand dollars. You can't in parts. go to you can't go to AutoZone and just buy a new so, bulb. You can't. Well, you can't buy this headlight aftermarket anywhere. We haven't found one. Yes, we could, might be able to find used, but it's just like I mean, it's just crazy. They've got doors inside the headlight. When you turn your high beam on, most of you know your headlight gets brighter. Not this one. This one moves doors inside to change the way the light hits mirrors to change the intensity of it. Huh. Whatever happened to a bulb that had two two intensities? <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, my Ford Explorer's got like a little thing that flips down for the dims and back up for the brights. This one it's you can't goofy. see it. Yeah, it's this right. is worse. But it's just like I mean, I mean, it, for me to work on, I mean, it's it's there's money to be made for garages. I mean, because the stuff's getting expensive, but it's getting to the point where, you know, I call a customer and he just about died. Sure. Where we told him, you know, like twenty five hundred dollars for to fix his headlight, and he's like, what? We're like, yeah, you know, here's this, and this is the only place we can get it, and and I was like, oh so my get, goodness. So getting back to electric cars, even the king of electric cars, Elon Musk, Elon is, Musk, yeah, saying you can't do this, yes. right? You just, you, it's just, you just can't just flip the switch and, and do this. Get some sense, right? And speaking of that, why doesn't I mean, you got he is pretty much the king of electric cars, very innovative. I don't like the Tesla, but. Why isn't the government looking to him when they went when they had a big electric car summit? They called everybody but him. It's sort so, of like the space program. So the space program. So NASA yeah. themselves tried to launch something which took three weeks to get off the ground. Yeah, where private folks like right. Elon Musk, Musk and the, the Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos, they're up there. They're well, taking stuff to the space station. They're yeah. doing flights for for normal for na- people. It's crazy. Well, and our own government would. No, NASA funded by our government can't get a freaking thing off the ground. Well, and the best thing is they're landing the rockets back on the ground to use again. To yep. That is the coolest thing. In the the I cool, never isn't that amazing. I mean, never yes, thought I'd ever thing. see that in my life to see a rocket come I'm back down and, and land. Right. 
And the first time they did it was on a ship in the yeah, ocean. Yeah. No kidding. That was even more impressive. Yeah. But anyway. Cool stuff. All right, let's take a break. We got some sponsors. Be right back. It's time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. They've got whatever you need for your fall warm-up drinks. That's right. Whether you're looking for a ready-to-drink cocktail, a mixer for your cocktails, a fine bourbon, a vodka, a rum, a gin, whatever you need, they have. Some of the things they've got there now, of course, you heard our podcast several weeks ago with Wally Dant. Uh, So all the Monk's Road products are there, which is awesome, as well as their new Tennessee whiskey, Rattle and Snap. Go get you some. The official premium cocktail of the Cincinnati Bengals, Canvas. They've got it. It's a ready-to-drink cocktail, uh, raspberry lemonade, cucumber jalapeno, bourbon lemon spice, and bourbon mule. It comes in a variety pack, all four of those flavors. Grab you some, sit down on a Sunday, and watch the Bengals. And back in from Crown Royal, they have their salted caramel Crown Royal whiskey. You know, you need a little crown every now and then. It's time to start prepping for the holidays as well. They got McAfee's Benchmark, old number eight brand, eggnog. That's right, get your eggnog on. And if you're into Smirnoff, they have the Red, White, and Merry Smirnoff Ice Holiday Punch. That's a good way to spike the punch bowl. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. Batesville Liquor Co. is located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. And Tebby Liquor is on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Cheers. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing. And it's the fall of the year. That's right. You may need some leaf rakes or maybe leaf bags. Or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter because you know what? The winters are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers hunting licenses along with fishing licenses. That's right. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Hey friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast available on your favorite podcast provider. All right, we're back here. So guys, Jeff, ask the question. What are you guys drinking? 
I w- I'm out of the out of the norm. I have a uh, Monk's Road on ice here straight. Oh, there you go. You're learning. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm, Good stuff. Um, what's the word? Um, what? Not learning, but you're uh, you're being educated. Educated. Something. There's another word I'm thinking. Edumacated. Edumacated. Yeah, edumacated. That's it. That's more us. Jeff, I'm actually drinking uh, Beam and uh, Coke Zero, Pepsi Zero. Wow, Pepsi we just switched drinks, Jeff. Yeah. Kind of. Are you drinking? Are you, uh, you doing the double? There's Beam Double Oak. Is that what you're doing over there? No, the black just label, doing just the, a white I'm label. Just doing the white label Beam. Mike, what you got? I'm drinking some Ocean. Hold on, I turned you off. Yeah. Well, that's usually do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the guy in the barrel. There you go. <clears throat> so I'm drinking some Ocean Eleven or Ocean Twelve. Ocean 12? Ocean, 12? No. Ocean. I don't know, Jefferson but there, Ocean. there's a bottle Sorry. of Jefferson about ready to yeah. fall off the shelf there. Yeah, that one's leaning. With some 7-Up uh, in it. There you go. Hope we don't hit a big wave. That one's coming down. Yeah, so I, I've, I'm still sipping on my Monk's Road. So. Girls are drinking wine. Well, we the haven't got are... to you yet. So, Table 12, what are you guys drinking? Wine. Which bottle? Number two. Number two. Bottle number two. <laughs> Dodie was here. That'd be like three or four, though, right? <laughs> So I got so you know Halloween's coming up here. It is. So there was a house that was haunted by a chicken. Oh jeez. Really? It had poultry geist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sent that one to Margie and she yeah, put it out right away. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Oh, you gotta have good stuff like that. Yeah. So we gotta lighten it up a little bit. Uh, that's what I was looking for. I had saved a bunch of well, fun well, stuff, but well, while you're looking, since we're on lightening up and talk about haunted, Dodie and I were sitting at our kitchen table eating, and Justin was in his room. No, we have no animals anymore in the house. So there was no animal. At Would the you cause. like some cats? <laughs> no, I have cats outside. But I, no. got, I know somebody's got a pot belly pig to try. To get. <laughs> I, I heard me. I heard they taste good, but anyway. So we're sitting in the kitchen. Mini uh, bacon. Mini bacon. Uh, petite bacon. That's what petite. It's fancier. But we're sitting in the kitchen eating, and all of a sudden something just kind of like us hitting the bar here, like a wham. And I look. We both looked at each other like, "What the heck was that?" All right. So she got up, walked into our where our laundry is, and I had a tube of silicone sitting on a counter to take outside it was on the floor nothing moved no earthquakes but this tube of silicone was laying on the floor and i i told her i i think her dad is haunting our house anyway because <laughs> i've got tell or lights or directional lights in the ceiling and when we first built the house i'd set them where they go they'd last a week or two then they'd be turned sideways somewhere else so one time i don't know what i did i did something to them but they've been said they've been left alone for a while. But every once in a while, it's just something else weird happens. That was the the latest weird thing that happened. So, so Benjamin lives with you, and you bring him here. Maybe maybe he's that just traveling. Be. I don't know. Be. Don't do nothing. That was just that's the first thing in a long time. My lights have been left alone. They're not they're not moving anymore. But that was just odd. Hey guys, you know mountains are not funny. Did you know that? Oh gosh, they are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so talking about ghosts. So Alan Bishop, who is the distiller down at Spirits of French Lick, he has a podcast out about ghosts. It's it's pretty good actually. It calls it's called If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Uh, he started out with podcasts and different. There are a lot of distilleries that are actually haunted. So that's how he started out with the ghost thing. So because well, all those spirits are... they make. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> 
Oh, I had to get mine in there. You did. Oh, that was a good one too, Jeff. That was right. Mike, we're waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> but you think? I mean, think about though distilleries. How many of those distilleries are a hundred plus years old? It does right? exactly right. So I mean. And back in the day... You don't know what happened in there back in the day. Well, back yeah. in the day, there wasn't any OSHA. Or there was no protection. So there was probably a lot of accidents. Probably, probably. a lot of workers had been, you know, a lot of fatal accidents. Things happened. The, you know, spirits may be still hanging around. You never know. You never know. So, you know, the past couple of weeks, I've been releasing some uh, Halloween stuff at the tail end. So uh, last week, I released the light the tail end of the podcast yeah. all right got a comment that's uh, uh we've got a new listener a guy uh that i work with and <clears throat> he's a bourbon guy so i kind of got him on the on the podcast and uh i, I brought him back a, a signed bottle of uh wilderness trail because i mentioned wilderness Trail. he said that's my favorite bourbon i said i said uh I'll be back in a week or two. I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that uh, that was a fun podcast. That was a fun podcast. Yeah, and so and so, uh, just the other day, um, he was pulling out, and uh, he, I was out in the parking lot, and he was pulling out. He pulled up and uh, said, "Seen any lights lately?" (laughs) So he he evidently he's evidently listened more regularly than I thought. Well, he's going to get to hear the light part two. I told him. I told him there's another one. Yep. Yep. That was one. I mean, of of our fun, just when we were just starting and just having yeah. fun. That was. I mean, I don't think. I think I was laughing as hard as everybody else because it was just a fun story, you know. And well, and you know the participants. What we're talking about. You got Jeff and you got Ruben. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it, it gets no better when you think about Ruben squashed down in the back of a. Yeah. Camaro. I mean, he wouldn't fit today. <laughs> no, Sorry, he was, Ruby. He was, a little, he was a little smaller. I mean, but, we, we you know, know what you mean. We know what you mean. Smaller back then, but not that much smaller. He was stuffed down there pretty good. Did he have a neck? Back I know then? I was. No, he never had a neck. <laughs> Ruben, that's what you get for not being here tonight, buddy. Oh, so Ruben's been working his butt off. Yep, yeah, he's so been working lots and lots. Uh, it's been good, been good. So you got any other? You got to have some other Halloween stories because this this podcast is actually going to come out close to Halloween, probably. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story once. When I was probably ten years old, I was babysitting my brother's boy. So, and my brothers love to scare the bejesus out of me. So <laughs> they get back from wherever they were. And some of his friends were there, so they start telling stories, and they're telling all these ghost stories. Well, you're 10 years old, you're hearing these stories. So I start getting, you know, you're just, eyes are as wide as you can be. You're listening because everything your brothers tell you is true. You know, they're not lying to you. So this goes on for a while, and, you know, he's just taking me home, which is a mile away, so there's no hurry to get me home. Mom knows where I'm at. So finally, he goes to bring me home, and right in front of our house, the road is covered in blood from boat from white line to white line and and i saw it i went did you see that he goes what i'm like the road he goes there wasn't none on the road i know i saw what i saw so he pulls in stops i'm in the house like this because i know what i saw now i'm in the house i can't tell my mom because she'll yell at me or yell at him (laughs) something bad will happen i'll get i'll get the brunt of it some way right so i'm in the house now freaking because I hear all these ghost stories that he's told about Bonnell and all this other stuff. In front of our house, the road is covered with blood from both sides, from white line to white line, and there was nothing there, just the blood. So 
I finally fall asleep, and then I get up the next morning. I'm like, ah, I must have been dreaming that. That wasn't real. So I go outside. Nope. Road was covered in blood, but there had been a dog that had been hit. It was in the ditch on the other side. Couldn't see it, but literally the whole road from side to side was covered in blood. I was never so scared. Kind of freaked you out, though. Oh, my goodness. I mean, when you're that old, you hear it. yourself out. Yeah, I freaked myself out. Right. But you hear those stories, and then you see something like that. That's that's make you go, hmm. See, you know, I don't don't know if I have any really good Halloween stories. I mean, we had a good time at every Halloween and whatever. Right. Especially, you know, once I got a driver's license, it made it more interesting in Halloween. (laughs) But uh, thank God there's no cameras. Yeah, Yeah, there's some some truth to that. Some of us may not be here. Yeah, ring doorbells didn't exist back then, so that was good. But um, so now, I mean, you know. (laughs) Oh. For you guys, you guys know you, you, you we talk about ghosts in here and stuff, and I just I kind of take it with a grain of salt myself. Right. You know, I don't you know right. I, I don't freak out like you know some people that aren't here aren't tonight. Here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's it it, it, it just bar. it's just not something. Wait that, a minute, you guys got me in a barrel again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice. I like that. That's a good feeling. But uh, I don't but, like none of you guys. Yeah. So, but you do have times where. Yeah, things whether it's coincidentally happen that just just kind of freak you out a little bit you know and so a, a, a couple examples one is the probably six months after we built our house and moved out here unfortunately we were broken into and we had some stuff stolen that's kind of that's kind of freaky you know i don't know oh, yeah. if, it's your personal space it's your that's, that's exactly right people yeah. been through your personal stuff Right, and I don't know if you, you guys have ever had that happen. Yes, You're in your house, right? People were in your house stealing your stuff, and uh, and then I find that sometimes when that happens, there are things that happen like right after that. It's almost I don't know if it's like an aura kind of thing. So what happened? So that happened, of course. You know, little little freaked out, and then. I get up like one morning, a couple mornings later, and I'm tying my shoes, getting ready to go for work, and I hear this, and it's like this little hailstorm came through. But I came up out of my chair because I'm thinking they're on the roof. He's ready to fight. <laughs> freaking guys are on the roof, you know. And it, it does. It messes with your head when something like that happens yeah. to you. And then within the same week, you know, and we had probably been in the house for six or nine months within the same week sitting there in the evening relaxing watching tv and all of a sudden in the back of the house it sounded like somebody was trying to beat themselves through the wall of my house i mean i was getting up heading for the guns and it was the washing machine was out of (laughs) (laughs) but it's like but it had not happened Right. The whole time we had been there. And then your mind though. But your yeah. brain right. your right. your head is in a different place, you know. And and so, you know, it, and and I find other things in life that kind of happen that way. You know, something happens. I'll give you another quick another quick one that's not not quite like that. Um not too long after we moved out here, I was going down US 52. And I had a turkey fly up over the guardrail and hit my windshield. Okay. And, you know, long story short, you know, I, I go down to the sheriff's office because I was headed to Brookville anyway, and I pull in 
and go in just to report it. So I got a, a police report. Sure, right. Yeah. And there's a whole funny story behind that we won't, won't get to right now. We'll tell that some other time. But uh, I get my car back after getting the windshield replaced. And the day I get it, I'm driving on Highway 1 between St. Peter's Road and St. Leon. And no kidding. And this has never happened. I've never come close to hitting a turkey in my life. There's this turkey comes running up this bank. It comes running up this bank. And I'm already starting to hit the brakes and starting to move. And it, and it just stops and it just kind of turns around, walks back down the hill. Kind of like saying. Playing chicken with you. Yeah. It's kind of like saying, dude, there you go. The turkey playing chicken. And never before, never since have I come even a fraction of hitting hitting the turkey he was just walking up like you hit my you hit my brother that's the way i took it yeah this one you're lucky this time so you know i have stuff like that and it's just kind of yeah it's kind of like you know it's kind of i don't know if you call it bad juju or whatever you call that (laughs) it's just some juju it's just some juju yeah so you know we have stuff going on here all the time so i don't pick i just it is what it is it doesn't bother me anymore but it still it's it's usually the lights upstairs still it's although the was it this morning i said what the hell the lights on here wasn't on before this time there's a logical explanation she had let the cat out while i was down here uploading the podcast (laughs) but a lot of times it's not we i mean we've actually went to bed and she goes didn't you turn that light off out there i'm like well yeah i did when it's back on just it's a little strange well and you've told the story a couple times about the fans running like the opposite direction yeah yeah you have to get up there and flip a switch to do that yeah right yeah well, the one time the light, they were turned off, so the lights were turned off by this pull switch. So I had to get up, bring a ladder in from outside, go up, pull the pull, pull the chain, chain switch to turn the lights on. Now that's freaky. Yeah, that <laughs> is freaky. There. We uh, had the one night we were here. Yeah, because she's like, the lights won't come on. I'm like, so I'm like messing well, with them. Well, she knows I'm the like, electrician, the so she figured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm gonna go get a ladder and see what happens. I pull the pull chain, bam, lights come on. Now you tell me how that happens. I don't know. So I'm going to tell a story when I was younger. So I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old. I used to spend a week at my grandma and grandpa's on River Road. Well, my cousin Rebecca used to do the same thing. She lived in Tennessee at the time. She would spend the week before me. Then we'd all get together that weekend, and then I would spend the next week there. It was just kind of the only time our family got, got together a couple times a year, and that was one of them. Well, as they're leaving on Sunday, she goes, hey, I need to talk to you. You know, we're young then, little kids. She goes, just so you know, every night, <laughs> Casper comes to the side window in the bedroom, and he'll want to talk to you. So I'm young enough to think, okay. So for the first three nights, I waited up for Casper. <laughs> so to, to this day, when we see each other, she goes, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I'm like, I bet you are, Becky. I bet you are. Back then, I mean, that's how cool things were back then. You know, Casper the Ghost was our biggest thing. Nowadays, I don't think kids know what Casper is. It's some game that they've been playing on their phone or whatever. But it is. I think it is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Who knows anymore? Uh, Yeah, we we had another. I mean, this is high school driving age. Just one week, one holiday era or holiday season. We decided there was probably I don't know six or eight of us decided we were going to go debunk haunted stuff around here. And I don't know if you know there's a a glowing tombstone in Aurora, 
um, the house in Morris. It was supposed to be a slave house. It's an underground railroad. So we were going to go break into there, but we were a little smarter than that. We didn't do that. Nobody was living there. So we were going to go sneak into there and get haunted. So we ended up do did make it to the glowing tombstone in Aurora. So we turned down this road and you go up and you stop there. And that was the thing. You stop there and you look out and the tombstone is supposed to be glowing. Sure enough, it's glowing. What do we do? We're going to go find it. So the girls are in the car. The guys take off down this hill going through mud. We end up just totally disgusting by the time we got out. But we found the tombstone. But we debunked it. It is the material the stone is made of. There's a street light that just happens to hit it, and whatever it's made of makes it glow because we got one of us to stand between the light and the stone, and it would stop glowing. So we debunked that one. So anybody else is looking for the glowing tombstone Aurora, it's fake. So not not really, though, because it's still glowing, right? Are any of the other tombstones glowing? No, but they're made of a different material. Okay, conspiracist. I just debunked it. Hey, I got to come up with some new conspiracies because all the other ones have been proven true. So uh, there you go. There you go. Oh, so I, one of my ideas was I we sh- we should hop in a car and go to the light now with our portable recorder. I've got that a battery operated one just to see. That would be fun. It's a, it's amazing because I didn't realize it was still going on, but Tony Roberts' son right away said, "Oh yeah, we've been out there." Yeah. Oh, it is still like yeah. Light Oh, hell. I didn't know that either. Well, it needs to be. Well, so. I mean, um, since we talked about it, I drew up, found it. I wanted to make sure I could find it again. I found, I found it. <laughs> but it was during the daytime. I didn't sit there and you didn't you know, go by night? myself. And, Were you, you're afraid to go at night, weren't you? <laughs> scared. He didn't have Ruby with him. He didn't have Ruby with him. Boy, we're picking, but, on, uh, we're picking on the guy not here, aren't we? Was no different than if he was here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You guys... Oh, good deal, good deal. <laughs> so you know, Metamore, it's full of haunted stuff. In fact, I, we're going to get the lady that does the ghost tours there on. They're going to be busy right now, but there's all kind of stuff in Metamore, including the Pink House. Yeah, yeah. We ought to do a walk. We ought to do something a walk down. We could there do the ghost walk with them. Do it with them one time before we talk to them. It'd be more fun. Or do it. That you know what? Night. Let Ooh. me let me see if we can hook that up for that weekend of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Be yeah. cool. Before we talk to them, go through with them. Do, do the good maybe, we, with them. maybe we experience something. And, yeah. You know? Sounds good. Sounds good. So you guys got anything else you want to talk about? I'm I'm um, I'm just relaxed and chilling. Yep. It's great to be back at the speakeasy. Yep. This is nice being back home, kinda of like you said, like getting in your own yeah. bed. I mean it's been fun being on the road. We've met a lot of good folks and enjoyed a lot of good times, but uh it's fun to just get back to where it all started. Yep, the way it all started. Just the way it all started. The, yeah, shooting the shoot. So you could tell the biggest lie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good deal. So if across it's the not, line, it's never me. No, because, never you. Because I am <laughs> the, the word. Word, 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 words, word. word. <laughs> uh oh, what's he up to? He's looking for that button. <laughs> <laughs> It's there someplace. Thank you. When you hear the call, you got to get it under white word up. Word up. <laughs> no, actually, here's your code word usually, Jeff. Uh-oh. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? You know you're having a good time when that kind of stuff yeah, happens again. Right. 
So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, and we'll see y'all next time. Jeff's got to go let the dog out. <laughs> oh, what a great night in the rusted nail speakeasy. So we talked about uh, electric versus hydrogen versus nuclear uh, fuel for vehicles. And just this past week, it was announced that Australia actually has the first two-market hydrogen-powered vehicle, which is awesome. Once again, doing the research to find a alternative fuel source uh, that actually works and that the country is capable of sustaining. That's all I'm going to say. We'll see you all next time. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.